Welcome to the Next Brave Thing podcast. My name is Ella Hooper, and I believe that breakthrough is on the other side of bravery. This podcast features brave stories, emotional health, and creativity to inspire you to take your next brave step. Today on the podcast, I am doing an episode on our thought life. I am currently doing a 63-day brain detox by Dr. Caroline Leaf, who's a neuroscientist, and I'm really learning a lot about the brain, our thoughts, how it really, um, how we can actually have way more control over our thought life than we think we can. Um, through my journey, I feel like sometimes I have thoughts in a loop, whether that's like lack loops, like I'm thinking about, um, or it's like fear, like I'm afraid of something bad happening or, and I constantly go over and over the same thought over and over, um, or I get triggered by the same thing. And, um, I decided to do a brain detox because a lot of what we, um, sorry, a lot of transformation comes from really healing and changing the way that we think. And I think that we can have these moments where our thought life uh, like sort of increases or expands where we get amazing perspective. I know moving countries, like when you go or even traveling, you get a whole different perspective on the world. It's like something happens where you feel expanded inside. And I think that that's super important in changing your perspective or hearing a great story about someone who got a breakthrough or, um, yeah, hearing testimonies are really powerful to kind of help with your thought life, reading books, um, podcasts, all those sort of things are really great on trying to build healthy thought patterns. But I don't know about you, I can get stuck in lack loops. I can get stuck in places. Um, I have clients and and um, friends who kind of feel stuck in a rut with their thought life. So I wanted to spend t- uh, today's episode really talking about what I'm learning about the brain and what I'm learning about um, our thoughts and really how powerful we can be with our mind. My goal is to have a really strong mind um, because like, I think we let a lot of the time our thoughts just run through our mind really unchecked. Um, but our, our thoughts actually have like an energy that go out into the world. And, um, I don't know about you, but I can sometimes feel, I think just a lot of counselors and coaches or creatives can feel like they're, um, you know, kind of mind readers. Um, and so we have this ability to kind of, it's kind of crazy to kind of sense and like, our thoughts are not just like in our internal world, they're actually emanating out of us, if that makes sense. I know that's a little weird, but something that I heard um, a neuroscience talk about is that we have something between 60,000 to 70,000 thoughts in a day. And um, a lot of those thoughts are on repeat. And if you think about what is in our subconscious, um, that is often what's kind of driving our lives. Our subconscious fears are often dictating like what our choices are, how we behave from that place. And I think that there is a lot of behavioral modification techniques, but if you don't dig down into the root of like, what is the real 
issue or wound that's happening, um, you won't actually get lasting, sustainable transformation. Um, I was having a meeting with um, a lady called Donna De Silva, and she was talking about how all the different things that you kind of need to live a transformed life. And I think 5% of that was like having a deliverance, like a spiritual kind of deliverance. Um, 25% of that was like inner healing. So like counseling, working through childhood wounding, but then 75% of it was actually um, like, and this is apparently research, but 75% of transformation really comes from you being diligent and renewing your mind. And it does feel like a lot of work to really take our thoughts captive, really assess our thinking. Um, it does take a lot of work. And so what I love about this brain detox I'm doing, it's actually helping, it has all this research behind it, but it's actually very simplified and helping. Um, I'm going through the exercises every day and it kind of gives me prompts to do. And um, so I think like I even heard Dr. Caroline Leaf say, it feels exhausting that, you know, you have to do all this work to upgrade your thought life, but it's actually more exhausting to not, and you're actually thinking all the time. So how do you redirect your thoughts? And I think that we can stay in a place of depression or feeling really low because we don't have, sometimes that we don't have the tools to know how to um, get our power back in the way that we're thinking about neuroplasticity. I can't even say that word. It's such a yeah, such a tricky word to say, but um, what I'm learning about it is how like, which is basically neuroplasticity is the way that um, our the brain's ability to grow and change and to override um, low self-worth patterning. I think that um, a big, I would encourage people if they're doing a brain detox to really go for a core wound, like feeling unworthy because worthiness is like the biggest magnetic field out there. So when you feel a sense of low self-worth, like in your subconscious based on pain, shame programming from childhood, um, like, or experiences where you made low self-worth choices. Um, what I love about really working on your thoughts is to actually um, learn how to raise your self-worth. So you can't do that just by, you know, making choices. There's something on a deeper level where you like need to have it deeply rooted in your subconscious that you're worthy. So for example, you could hear a, a talk on putting in boundaries and you learn just from listening to the podcast that you're listening to, to put in boundaries because someone's violating a boundary you have in your life. And you could be like, okay, I'm going to be brave and I'm going to put in the boundary. And yes, that will create a sense of breakthrough, but it doesn't necessarily heal um, the low self-worth wounding that was there that created that, that scenario where you didn't feel like you had a voice or you didn't feel like you could be powerful in that situation. Whereas what... Um, 
really learning how to dive into your mindset and to changing your mindset. It's not just change your attitude. I think people confuse changing their mindset with changing their attitude. It's not just flicking a switch. Um, It's actually doing a deeper work. And then there's people who have like, they talk about having declarations and there's like that cute video on social media that kind of went viral of that cute little girl kind of saying, I'm amazing. I'm beautiful. I'm loved. And like, she says all that cute stuff in the mirror, which is actually really good and probably does shift something in you, but it doesn't necessarily heal you. Um, and so what, like the, and there's a lot of kind of spiritual bypassing as well. So that'll be like pretending being like, oh, I've heard from my Christian faith that I should forgive someone. And so you kind of bypass actually working through the wounding and the pain that happens with betrayal or feeling hurt by someone and you go straight to the forgiveness part. Um, that's what spiritual bypassing is. And that's kind of the same in like writing declarations. So if you were to say like, I am beautiful, I am amazing. I'm so confident and I'm gonna, I don't know, even vision boards, like if you had a vision board, but you didn't do the deepest subconscious work, like you're actually going to find that this doesn't work. (laughs) That actually doesn't work because you attract from your subconscious beliefs, not from that conscious space of like, oh, I heard a talk and now I'm all of a sudden I'm, I'm going to start speaking over myself that I'm amazing because there's something in your subconscious that isn't, um, fully, uh, agreeing with you or connecting with that. So, um, uh, Dr. Tara Swartz says, and she's a neuroscientist, I believe she says neuroplasticity is the incredible ability of the brain to change throughout our lives. It's a fact that every time we learn or do something new, we, our brain changes, our brains are shaped and molded, molded by everything we experience both positively and negatively. We can take agency over this to expand our horizons and manifest the things we want in life rather than reinforcing the negative narrative in our subconscious brain. Repetition and emotional intensity are key to creating lasting changes in your brain. So that gives me so much hope for transformation that you can literally change your life by changing your thoughts. And I know it's not super simple, but we need sometimes great experts to teach us actually how to take our thoughts captive and how to integrate a new belief system. I have probably heard it all my life, um, just growing up in the church, like you need to renew your mind. You need to transform the way that you see and think and, um, I think that's why I'm really loving neuroscience like and the research behind it because it really supports like my theology on changing your thinking and transformation. But I think sometimes there can be this this thought that you heard it once and so you should already get it. Um, And I think that um, I have a ton of compassion for people because sometimes people are really hard on themselves because they don't they go, oh, gee, I just fell into poverty mindset again. Oh, I'm, I should know better. And it's like, actually, like really renovating your subconscious does not, it doesn't happen overnight. And if you think about, um, it's actually a good thing that our brains don't believe 
something straight away. For example, if you came up to me and said, Ella, you're a Barbie. And I all of a sudden go, I'm a Barbie? Oh my gosh, I'm a Barbie. And then I'm walking around going, well, I'm a Barbie now. Like, and I start living like a Barbie. And like, I know that's a crazy example, but it's actually a good thing that like, I didn't have you know, believed everything I thought. And it's actually good that your brain has to wrestle through what is true. Um, because otherwise we would be like, someone would be like, you're a horse. Okay. I'm all of a sudden a horse. And we'd be like just falling for and believing crazy things all the time. So it's actually good that our brain does actually need to actually have a lot of reinforcement to believe something. And in the Bible, the thing that's most repeated is do not fear. The second thing is remember. And that tells me that we actually need a lot of reinforcement. But because we live in such an impatient culture, we think that, you know, oh my gosh, you should already get it. And it's actually, no, it actually takes time to integrate something new. The other thing I've learned about about the brain, we um, continuously say in cycles of familiar. So what feels unfamiliar, like is considered dangerous. And our brains don't like ambiguity and uncertainty. And so that's why we stay in patterns of like, um, that we don't really feel service because in a weird way, our brains go to, well, that's safe. And I think, for example, in building consistency in exercise, like I had to actually start building safety around and consistency around exercise um, and like have positive reinforcement and thoughts around things like when I was exercising, because otherwise my brain, every time I would work out, would feel like it's punishment because I had such a punishment thought life around exercise. And so I think that the way that we think deeply impacts our habits. And that's why it's so hard to actually integrate new habits because it feels unsafe, uncertain. We haven't done it before. So your brain just defaults into, I'm just going to go to what's familiar. It's like when you, if you have a friend who, or you yourself have been in an abusive relationship and it's a weird thing, but our brain sees that as familiar. And so, you know, if you see someone kind of going to the same kind of relationship cycle over and over and again, it's because the brain finds comfort and safety in that. And so what we need to do is actually figure out how to make what's unfamiliar, familiar. So in the relationship space, it's like, how do I actually attract and make familiar to me healthy relationships rather than, and make toxic relationships unfamiliar. So it's it's a real, like, that's why brain health is so important because we like get to change what we attract in the world and what we subconsciously look for. Um, so yes, so it's a whole process and I would encourage you to check out Dr. Caroline Leaf. She has tons of resources, podcasts, um, because I definitely find her um, content the most helpful 
around this topic. Um, and I definitely direct a lot of students and clients there. Um, but yeah, I wanted to make today a shorter episode. Um, and also I had a lot of people reach out to me about the abundant mindset episode and, So if you want me to dig deeper into that topic of abundance thinking, um, yeah, just let me know like what you're thinking, because I would love to actually hear from you guys. If there is any episode that you're listening to and you're like, can you dive deeper into that topic that maybe I talked about with a guest or something has kind of piqued your interest? Um, reach out to me on Instagram at Ella Hoops um, or at Next Brave Thing Podcast or go to my website www.ella-hooper.com um, and just send me like, yeah, your requests. I'd love to know and talk on topics that you're finding interesting. Um, and also, yeah, I always, I always love to hear from you guys. So feel free to reach out. Anyway, have a wonderful week, you guys. Make sure you like, download, subscribe, share the episode with people. Get the word out there. That would be great. And have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening today. Please download, share with your friends and write a review. If you would like to book in a life coaching session with me, go to my website at www.ella-hooper.com or follow me on Instagram at Next Brave Thing Podcast.